Before we dive in, I wanna let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. And you start to create imperfect action, knowing it's going to be messy, knowing it's not going to be your best work, but knowing that it is absolutely going to lead you to where you want to be. Welcome to the Story Behind the Journey podcast. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and each week I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my business to dive deep into the strategies behind my biggest successes and my biggest failures, as well as bringing on entrepreneurs who have quit their nine to five and built successful online businesses. As a girl who left her nine to five almost eight years ago in pursuit of a more passionate, freedom-filled life, I have learned a thing or two about running a business, and I love real talk. That's why I'm taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really looked like to leave my job, replace and double my nine to five income in just two years and build a business that has helped me travel the world and speak to thousands and get me closer to my dreams every day. The grit, the failures, those nights spent awake wondering what's going to happen next. That is what makes the real success stories and that's exactly what we're gonna talk about. Real entrepreneurs, real stories and real strategies to take you out of your nine to five and into a thriving online business. So grab your favorite dessert and get ready to hear the stories that made these entrepreneurs and turned their once small idea into a thriving success. This is the story behind the journey podcast. Welcome, welcome to our very first podcast episode. I'm Angela Mastro Giacomo. I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled that you are here listening with me, and I can't wait to dive straight into the good stuff. If you're new to me, my name is Angela. I'm 31 years old. I live in Boston with my fiance and my dog Sawyer, who, if you are a dog person, you know it is no exaggeration when I say that he is my life. (laughs) You will probably hear him jingling around in the background every now and again. Anyway, my journey really started about eight years ago when I was laid off from my third job in about two years time. So it was rough. It was rough for sure, but it led me on this incredible journey of doing freelance work and then eventually starting my PR company, Muddy Paw PR, about six years ago. And that's where I really got my first taste of entrepreneurship, where in the first year I was able to replace my nine to five income, which I have to tell you was the first time I thought, oh my God, is this really happening? Because when you are able to start making money on your own like that and just relying on yourself for that, it's the most incredible feeling. So that was a total game changer for me. And then when I was able to double my income in that first two years, that was the first time I really thought, okay, this could be something. This could really be a life that I can create for myself. So now six years later, I'm wanting to bring that same experience to you through my own journey because it was definitely not always easy, but it was absolutely always worth it. And I'm just looking forward to sharing that with you and then bringing on tons of experts that are going to share their own journeys and their own stories and 
absolutely we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. I hate it when I listen to a podcast and it's all fluff and their answers are just very guarded. I don't want any of that. So we're going to be raw and honest in our interviews here and in everything we share because that is really where the gold lies. That is where the true learning moments are. And those are the strategies that you're going to be able to grab hold of and really start to implement in your own life. So I am pumped that you are here and I don't wanna waste any of your time. So let's dive straight into the content, which today is part one of a two-part episode called How to Find Your Passion and Turn It Into Your Dream Job. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to find your passion. And then in the next episode, which is actually already out, so you can just totally binge it, we're going to talk about how you can start to implement that so that you can make money off of your passion. So I thought we would start this podcast off strong by talking about how you can find your passion and how you can turn that into your dream job. I know for me, this is one of the things that I struggled with the most in my journey. And honestly, like I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just start Googling what's my passion or what's my life purpose. And I'm not kidding. I mean, it would be two in the morning and I this would just be weighing on me. And no matter how many things I Googled, no matter how much time I spent researching, I could not figure it out. Like I really just wanted somebody to tell me, Angela, this is what your life is supposed to look like. This is what you're meant to do. And here it is, go do it. Because I felt like if only I knew what my passion was, if only I knew what my purpose was, I could do anything. The problem was I could not figure out what my passion was. And so I wanted to really tackle that today. I'm gonna be going over in this first episode the three ways that you can find your passion. And then in the next episode, we're going to go over how you can turn that into a profitable career for you. Try to remember all of these steps are stepping stones. So you don't wanna skip them. Working on each one is important. And these are the things that really helped me when I was feeling very lost in this area. And if you're still looking for a little bit of help, I do have a freebie for you to check out. It's a quiz all about how to find your passion and it's going to help you start to narrow down what your passion is. So you can check that out just by going to angelamastergiacomo.com slash quiz. It'll also be in the show notes, but angelamastergiacomo.com slash quiz. And there is a passion finder quiz right there for you. So you can get a little bit of a head start if you're still feeling stuck. Okay, so step one is listen to your gut. Now, before you think, Angela, that's a little too woo-woo for me, I don't mean it in that way. Although there's nothing wrong with that either, but I mean it in the sense of learning to get quiet, really listen to yourself, and not do that thing where you have an idea and instantly brush it off, right? Like, I don't I don't know if you do that. That is the thing that I really struggled with is that I would hear myself say something and I would instantly find a way to brush it off because I don't know, it felt too easy. It felt too simple. It's like a whole nother thing we can get into, but I want you to stop doing that. So when I say listen to your gut, I mean, just get quiet and learn to really listen to yourself and to what you're saying. For instance, when I had just graduated college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had a communications degree, but even I don't really know what that means. And honestly, when I went to school, I just knew I loved to write and that I loved being around inspiring people. And that was it. I didn't really have a game plan much further than that. Because of that, I thought, I guess I'll just look for a job in editorial. And I didn't really know what that meant, but that's what I did. You know, I didn't necessarily love editing. I didn't really have a plan. I just thought I've got to get my feet wet somewhere. So let's start there. And that's okay. Most of us will start there. And this is going to feed into our third point down the line, but there is a lot of value in just getting moving. So 
even if you don't feel like it's the perfect first step, you still have to take that first step. While I was in that job, I ended up falling into my first real passion, which would later become my business. And that was just music and interviewing and all the things that encompassed that. And so part of the reason that I think this worked for me is that I was curious enough to listen to what my gut was saying and follow my curiosity without any expectations. And I didn't shoot it down. I didn't go, oh no, I don't have the time or that's silly, you know, why do I have the authority? Who cares what I have to say? Or what do I know about that? Or we don't need another person doing interviews. I didn't say any of that. I just thought, hey, that sounds fun. And that was enough. It was enough that it sounded fun. And so I followed that curiosity and it led me on this journey that would eventually culminate in me opening my PR company. But all of that happened because I listened to this little voice inside of me that said, yeah, why not try that? So I really wanna emphasize here, listening to your gut, getting really clear on the things you enjoy and not being afraid to explore new areas and see how they make you feel. That is what this is all about, exploring, creating, really just playing. Just remember, this is supposed to be fun. So the second step for me that was a bit of a game changer was to make a list of two to three areas to really dive deep on and explore. In my case, last year in 2019, I was really kind of struggling in terms of what direction I wanted to go in. Now, this was after I built my business, but I had my business for about five years at that point. So I was looking to expand and do something new. I narrowed it down to three different areas, which for me were taking my business in a different direction, politics, which I know is wildly different from the rest of these options, and online education. And of course, I'm here with you now, so what I ended up deciding to really focus on was the online education aspect. But what I did is I gave myself permission for all of 2019 to really fully explore all of those different areas. And then at the end of the year, see which one I was enjoying the most, which one was resonating, and then move forward with that path. And so the reason I bring this up is because I think all too often we get stuck on putting all this pressure on ourselves to find and focus on one thing immediately. You know, we're so afraid of wasting time or not doing the right thing that we corner ourselves into these decisions. And then even if we don't like the decision we've made, we feel compelled to stick with it for way too long because we've invested all this time in it. And so I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to run into that. And so that's why I would really encourage you to just focus in on a couple areas that you feel compelled to explore and then give yourself permission to explore those for a set amount of time. For me, it was the full year. For you, it might be six months. It might even be three months. The only advice here I have for a timeline is to give yourself enough time. You know, assuming these are large areas that you want to explore, a month is not probably going to be enough time, but I also understand if you don't want to give yourself a year. So I would just find a happy medium there, but trust me, you're not going to regret giving yourself more time than you need if it means eventually being crystal clear on the path you want to pursue. Also, a quick tip, don't make this an exact science. One of the things that I really felt guilty about in the beginning is I very quickly started to give most of my attention to the online education area. You know, I explored a little bit with the other stuff, but I quickly found that I was more interested in the online education space, even after I had been exploring, you know, politics and this expanding of my business in a different way. And for a while that felt really weird. And I felt like, oh, I should be giving more time to these things, or I should be, you know, making it very equal, like 
three hours on this and three hours on this and so on. But I don't want you to do that. If you are naturally gravitating towards one area where you're giving that more of your time and attention, that is a good sign that you are more interested in that area. And so while I want you to give yourself enough time to explore all of these different areas, I don't want you to feel guilty if you tend to gravitate towards one. I want you to take that as a good sign that you are on the right path. Step three, perhaps the most challenging but most important step is to take imperfect action. I am a firm believer that of course action inspires more action and that you cannot think your way out of these things. Believe me, I have tried. I am the queen of research. I can get lost in Google searches. I have lost hours and days and weeks to researching things. And what I have come to learn is that there is a point at which it becomes just another form of procrastination and another form of fear taking hold. This is something you actually want to start to do even when you're in step two because it's part of figuring out what you want to focus on, right? Is taking action. There is a point at which you research, although I would definitely recommend limiting it, you know, an hour a day, I'm gonna, or a week, whatever it is. And then there's a point at which you start to put it into action and you start to create imperfect action, knowing it's going to be messy, knowing it's not going to be your best work, but knowing that it is absolutely going to lead you to where you want to be. Raise your hand, even if you're in public, you might feel a little silly, but <laughs> raise your hand if you have watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I am a huge fan of that show. I cannot wait for the next season to come back. But one of my favorite parts is in the first season, the first couple episodes, when Susie is teaching Midge all of the basics. She's taking her to all these comedy clubs and showing her how different comedians perform and Midge is taking all these notes and she's like, oh yeah, like I could do this or I do like this or I don't like this. And she's just in full on research mode. And they get to the end of the night and Midge asks, you know, when can we do that again? And Susie says, we're not doing that again. Like, you know, I love that you want to learn and I love that you want to research this and everything. But the only way to actually be a comedian is to get up on that stage and be a comedian. And I just love that so much because it just resonated so much with me because so many of us spend so much time just researching. And in the end, the only way to do the thing that you wanna do is to get up there and do it and to know that it's gonna be messy and to know that it might feel, well, not even might, it's definitely going to feel very uncomfortable and scary but that that is just part of the process and that you are just learning and that is okay. So for me, remember my three things were politics, expanding my business and online education. So for me, it looked like, you know, getting out and volunteering in terms of uh, canvassing and things like that for politics. And it meant trying a new thing with my business. And it also meant trying a new thing in the online education space. So it meant putting all these little things into action and seeing which ones I gravitated towards the most. And I just learned as I went. It was not pretty all of the time. There were a lot of bumps in the road, <laughs> but that is how I learned. And I would honestly argue that those imperfect moments, all those little mess ups and the things that sort of gave me a headache in the moment or maybe stressed me out a little bit too much, they were actually even more valuable than if I had just sat there researching or if I had stayed stuck trying to make it perfect. It is always so much more valuable to just do the thing, put it into the world, learn from it and keep going than to try to make something perfect and never end up actually doing it. So to recap, these are the three things that I want you to do to start to identify your passion. Number one, I want you to really listen to your gut. Pay attention to the things you feel called to do. 
Too often we have this tendency to dismiss the things that feel frivolous or unimportant, but the truth is it's in those curiosities that your passion almost certainly lies. So number one, I want you to listen to your gut, get really clear on the things that you are naturally good at, that you enjoy doing, that you would do for free and talk about all day long if someone let you. That's where your passion is gonna be. Number two, I want you to make a list of just a couple areas, two to three, that you'd like to explore and give yourself a set amount of time to really explore them. And number three, I want you to commit to taking imperfect action. It can be so tempting to research until you're blue in the face, but if you want to gain clarity and start to see movement, you have to get out there and just take action. And that's a wrap for episode one. That was honestly really fun. I am glad you were here with me for it because I'm a little nervous, so I appreciate the support. And I can't wait to see you back here for episode two where we are going to look at how to take that passion and turn it into something profitable and fulfilling. Episode two is actually already out. So if you're on a roll, if you're like, yes, I am in this, you already know your passion, you were excited to look into it, then I want you to just keep on going straight through to episode two where we're going to keep the conversation going and help you start to make some money off of that passion. All right, thank you again for being here and I will talk to you super soon. Bye for now.